0: Well, we do follow, the follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the
1: money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on vSYN.
3: Vanilla Bay.
0: Welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on vSYN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard, live downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort Casino. And this show is brought to you by DraftKings. Kicking off this hour, talking Premier League soccer this week with Nigel Seeley. Uh Nigel. Good morning, mate. Thanks for the time. Happy holidays. Hope you had a great Christmas. I bet and I lost on uh, Aston Villa and Man U. I bet the draw the other day. Now that's two-nil Villa, and Man U comes back to even it up at two apiece. And I thought, okay, maybe I can pull. I can get the Christmas miracle here. They put another one in late to win three-two. A couple things. in. how bad of a loss was that for Villa, in your opinion? And then, like, how dangerous, if at all, do you think Man U can be? They have 31 points in the table and they're sixth overall.
3: Uh, happy holidays, you both. Yep. Yeah, very good to be back here uh, over the Christmas period. Okay, uh, let's let's look at your first. Well, uh, you're not the only one who lost money on that match, Mitch. I lost I lost money on that. I bet Aston uh, Villa on the money line, and I bet them on the draw no bet market. And at halftime, I was counting the cash yeah, two the up. Yeah. Man United offering nothing at all. Um, I think. Let's, let's look at the first time now. It's the first time that Aston Villa Football Club have ever been in this kind of scenario that they're considered likely winners of the Premier League. So the pressure on them as being a rookie, so to speak, in this kind of position, it, it's hard for them. And that's what you saw. You saw them sort of sit back, defend, think we've got a 2 0 lead and we can, we can go. And when you've got 70,000 people who suddenly get some kind of belief that they can win, it, it gives a lift of the players. That's what happened in that match. I didn't actually watch the match. I'm sounding like I watched the match. I told you before that I was at my mother in law's and she's 85 and doesn't have uh, this guy's TV channel that, uh, that we, we we were watching on. I was playing cards at the time and she, she even beat me as well. So it made it a very bad evening. <laughs> um, but anyway, we're um, going back to Manchester United Football Club. Manchester United Football Club have been when I was a young kid, Man United was a team that nobody really could remember winning anything. They run things in the sixties, you know, in the seventies, they were a team that they were in the English uh, championship, the league below the premier league. And it's only in the sort of the nineties and the early two thousands that Manchester United really did become the biggest team in, in this this country. And they get, then they go through transition periods. You see that in, in soccer teams, Liverpool have gone, you know, since soccer has become quite popular, you saw Liverpool now become a really fashionable team. In the 90s, they they really struggled to win anything for many, many years. So I think Man United are in a, a transitional period, but they have a huge home support. They have a huge expectation when they go onto to the pitch. And when they get the little, little sense that they can win something, then Old Trafford is an unbelievable place. If Villa had scored the third goal and made it 3-0, it would have been a toxic place. The crowd would have left and it would have been very different. So whether they can challenge, I don't think they can challenge. I think the the manager is under always under huge pressure to to to, to get a result because he's always the favourite to lose his job. I don't think there's anyone else out there at the moment. It's going to cost them a lot of money to to get rid of him. Manchester you know, like United Football Club have just gone over from a takeover. Um, but they're so inconsistent. You look at the data in some of their matches, they're they're top top four. Then you look at some other data in their football matches, they're bottom four. They are just a bad beat at the moment and a bad team to follow. I just, you know, uh, New Year's resolutions come in, in a couple of days' time, and I think if you're if you're betting Manchester United at the moment, they'd, they'd be off my New Year. They'd be my New Year's resolution not to not to bet on because okay. you you don't really know what to expect. But I, I don't I don't think they're going to challenge. That's my point here. But I think they'll probably finish about sixth in the Premier League table.
4: Do You think Liverpool wins it? And uh, state the case for why you like Liverpool in their next match Monday.
3: Well, I hope they win it. I really hope they win it. I mean, we've got a fantastic title race here. We've got some Manchester City last night coming back from uh, Saudi and then winning 3-1 at Everton was a result that you any Liverpool better or any Arsenal better didn't want. If they had dropped those points there, they were 1-0 down. The, the fact they showed some character. And they've got some big players to come back, De Bruyne and Harden as well. Um, Liverpool are in the, in the mix. I mean, I bet them at the start of the season 8-1. to If you tell me that where they are now with the points they got and the, the, the odds there, I'm a, I'm a happy man. So I'm not really too, too, too I I, – we've got a race. We've got three three teams that are going to go all the way down to the wire, and uh, I think we've got a really good race. So I'm, I'm happy with the position they are. The reason I like them against New, Newcastle is Liverpool have an incredible home record in in any competition. They've played 14 matches this season, um, and they, they've virtually unbeaten in all those matches. They are unbeaten those four, in those 14 matches. The bet I like here against Newcastle is Liverpool minus one goal on the Asian Handicap. Uh, It was about minus 135. Uh, So if Liverpool win, we get a push. If they win by more than one, we cash. Uh, In 14 matches this season at home, Liverpool have, you would have cashed on minus one in 11 of those matches. One of them was a push and the other two lost. And the two they lost against was Arsenal and Manchester United. Arsenal was a 1-0 win. uh, Sorry, a 1-1 draw. Manchester United was a 0-0 draw. So they played... Manchester United, like they're, they're arch rivals. Arsenal, they've made a big title challengers as well, the, be- the biggest team they've played. But anyone below them, uh, they, they've won. Newcastle are in a real bad way at the moment. They are absolutely running on empty with injuries they have gone from having a a season of high expectation to absolutely going to pieces in, in December. They played nine matches in December, which is a huge amount of matches. They bowed out the champions league. They bowed out of the English league cup. Um, They have a huge, huge, huge match uh, next week. I don't know if geographically they play Sunderland, who are a championship side, which are only a few miles away from Newcastle. They're, the, the, the absolute biggest of rivals and they play them in the, the FA Cup next week. And it's the last chance of any silverware for Newcastle in this match. They have to win that match. Other teams at the top of the Premier League will take it easy, put reserve players out. Newcastle can't do that against their arch rivals. So that, that becomes really important. And I think this match is probably secondary to the, the cup game, which is very unlike that. Um, the manager's under pressure. They have Manchester City up after in the Premier League as well. They reside in bad problems. They got beat 3-1 at home by Nottingham Forest. They got beat by Luton away in the match before. And I think that Liverpool, given their home form and on a roll, goals in them. Salah, one of his last matches before he goes off to the African Cup of Nations as well. So I believe that Liverpool put in a number here and win by minus one. I think I think it's a great bet. I, think, I, I can't see anything other than Liverpool win. Liverpool mm. have won the last five matches against Newcastle. And the last time uh, Newcastle beat uh, Liverpool was back in 2015, a run of 15 matches, and number one in the Billboard charts then was "Sorry" by Justin Bieber. And I will be very sorry if, uh, if they're number one. <laughs> there
4: you go. Well done. All right, two matches today. Both totals are three and a half. You like one of them? What do you think?
3: Well, I did. I did like them a couple of days ago. I mean, uh, the, the, these matches have obviously been stretched over a three-day period. There was you could bet three goals in the uh, on the Asian line with a push on mm-hmm. the uh, on the on the Brighton the, uh Tottenham game, I, I just think that it's got goals written all over it. I mean, but I wouldn't play on the line now. I think we've missed the boat, to be perfectly honest with you. If you, if you spoke to me a couple of days ago, I would advise to take the over three. But now you're taking minus money, three and a half. And I, I just, I know we've got a season of goals and we've got lots and lots of action on goals at the yeah. moment, but three and a half lines is something I wouldn't say. I think West Ham are just in and out. They're another inconsistent side, a bit like Manchester United. If you're looking at Arsenal, I think Arsenal will win tonight. I think Arsenal are quite good at home defensively, and I think West Ham will come and try to defend and try to hit them on the counter. So I think Arsenal to win to nil may give you a little bit of uh, extra value. I can't see anything other than Arsenal win, but that that game, Brighton v. Given the, the facts the, the amount of goals that Brighton score in virtually every single match they turn off the pitch, Liverpool Tottenham are exactly the same as well, score, and all their matches are over two and a half, all their matches are over three and a half as well. So I think there'll be goals in it, but I, I I couldn't play at the current lines. The line has moved so much over the last two or three days that I, I think it's probably about right now. But if you can get three goals with a push uh, on that um, Tottenham match against Brighton, I think that will be the way I would go. But you've got to give up a little bit than what it was a couple of days ago.
4: How about some lower leagues? League one, league two? Do
3: you know what? I, I've, I've had a good bit of... Bit... Good bit of run. We gave it a bet the other day, didn't we, on the lower leagues that won on here. Uh, There's a couple of bets I like. I like Bolton in League One to win away at Fleetwood. Bolton are a really good side. I I like the manager. They're right in the shake-up. They lost two matches at the early part of the month, and everyone was saying, oh, they're in trouble. But they've bounced back with two good wins as well. They've got a really big squad. They've got a really big support base. And this is where, this time of year, when you have nine matches in, in a month, And they've got to play again as well next week. Then they have the FA Cup game. This is really where the the big, strong squads come to the fore. Definitely more so in the lower leagues in England rather than the Premier League because the Premier League got squads of 40, 50 players. These boys have got squads of 16, 17, and they've got to play week in, week out, especially the the, 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 the lower sides. And Fleetwood are one of the lower sides here. Fleetwood are on a terrible winless run. I think it's about seven matches now they haven't won. In six of those matches, they failed to score. Uh, Bolton have got the best road defense in League One. They were minus 110. They've been betting to about minus 115 now. But I think you'll see now these teams on the road around about minus 115, minus 120 that will win because you'll suddenly see the top boys pull away and the teams at the bottom uh, become more adrift because – this is where the real squads in England League One and League Two, and this is what I said to you loads of times before. When I've come to these shows, this is the time they judge me. Judge me now, because now we see the players coming in. Now we see the, uh, the the squads coming strengths, and this is where you you will make money by betting on the on the bigger and stronger sides. I believe that Bolton will win against Fleetwood. The other bet I like is MK Dons. Uh, they are at home in League 2 to Crawley Town. Now, Crawley Town have got a brilliant home record. They're not on the road. They're absolutely dreadful. MK Doms have just moved into the playoff spots. Again, big squad, lovely stadium. There has been money for them in the last two days. I would actually advise a parlay. they have never usually, usually usually do the parlay because the money's actually gone down a little bit on the MK Dons. The line has moved a lot. I'll go MK Dons in League 2 and throw it in with Bolton away at Fleetwood. So it's a League 1 and League 2 parlay.
0: All right. Bye. There we go. Uh, You can follow him on X. He's at Celia underscore Nigel. Happy New Year. Have a great weekend. Okay, pal?
3: Yeah, have a great New Year, guys. All the very best. And thanks for everyone for watching. Thanks for your kind comments. And thank you very much for having me on the show over the last year. Take care, boys.
0: We appreciate it as always. Moderation. Careful out there. Best of luck. Up next, we'll get into Thursday Night Football. And we'll run down the list of quarterbacks who have had good games against this Jets defense this year. It won't take very long.
4: Juice Reel, a free betting intelligence app and a tool every bettor needs. It links your betting accounts into one app, delivers in-depth analytics on your betting history, and you have access to the betting history of billions of bets placed by all uh, Juice Reel users. In-depth betting analytics, billions of data points, tail the winners, fade the losers. Robo Jackson, the AI bots it in better than 60% through 100 games. Check it out. Uh, Juice Reel, like Orange Juice, R-E-E-L. Download the free app in the Apple App Store or the Google
0: Play Store. It's free, Juice Reel. Go get it today. Final Thursday night game of the year, regular season, National Football League. Man, I can't just, it flies by every single year, Paul. Nothing you can do about it. Terrible. And the Browns are laying seven and a half. The total is uh, either 34 and a half or 35. Definitely shop around as always. um, I'm a little bit concerned for Flacco tonight because the Jets defense is so good and he's been turnover prone in the four starts that he's made. He does have seven INTs. And he has multiple INTs in the last two games. Uh, and the Jets' defense overall, they've played a lot of good quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Remember the Robert Sala qu- quote? We embarrassed all of them. Josh Allen's first game, three INTs. They lost a the game. Mahomes, 18 of 30, 203, touchdown, two INTs, almost lost the game. Jalen Hurts, three INTs, did lose the game. Herbert threw for a buck 36, no touchdowns. Tua, the first game, two INTs. They won the game. I would like to make the case for the jets tonight but I just I can't get there because it's Trevor Simeon and the offense is so bad if it was a better right. quarterback sure but then the number wouldn't be seven and a half all
4: right and it's also Schwartz against Hackett. you're talking about the yeah. number one, number one defense in the league at home and giving up 13 points per game so I don't think it's going to go well and the Jets are going to get any, won't get anything going offensively uh I like I love Flacco over 233 and a half and I don't think there's any stopping anything stopping this offense right now other than Flacco turning the ball over. I mean, the fact that the confidence that they have in him, they love him, what Rizzo talked about, exclusively going shotgun, throwing it all over the yard. Bears, great defense. 374. Houston, playing good defense. 368. I, I have to have Cooper in there, and Rizzo thinks he's going to play, dealing with the hill injury, heel. but also what he's done and what Njoku has done. And you can throw Elijah Moore in there, too, and uh, the third option is Rizzo gave out his prop earlier as well. But to, it, how many attempts is he going to have? Because it's like, wow, well, Ford. We'll just you know, throw him out there. I mean, he don't even try to run the ball. Yeah. And Ford hasn't done much. So uh, I understand what, what's happened this year, but I just think exclusively going shotgun and throwing it all over the yard here. And what they've done in the sick numbers that he's put up—thirteen hundred yards in four games. He can't have two fifty. And and how about uh, the other? If you want to go alt numbers, I mean, he's five to one to throw for three hundred. He's three to one to get
0: two eighty. I think all this is in play with this guy, and nothing's been able to slow him down right now. Uh, One of the reasons why I loved watching the team play last week, and they are must-watch TV at this point with Joe Flacco taking so many shots down the field, no kicker was available, so they had to go for two every single time. I loved it. How about the fourth down play to Cooper? Just throwing it up in the sideline catch as well. Oh, no no question.
4: I don't understand why you don't have a guy who can make a 25-yard field goal, even when there's an injury. That boggles my mind. But it was it was awesome. Just all right, fourth down, here we go. Right.
0: Well, right. I mean, yeah, they don't they don't carry enough kickers on the team, and when a guy goes down, obviously, but I yeah, don't see why you don't have a back. The punter can't make a field. That, goal? That's what I've always wondered. Like, how do you? We've not... seen wide receivers that can come out and kick something though, too. No, he did point that out. He does have some concern. I mean, they, Tuesday they brought guys in. New kicker, new punter, new snapper tonight. Yeah. So that could be an issue, obviously. And uh, by the way, when they were doing those two-point conversion attempts last week, they pulled Flacco out of the game. They brought DTR into short yardage. Right. First scramble. one was easy. Well, yeah. he's,
4: out, he's out for the year, though.
0: No, no, I know that. So
4: you got that. I know. But that, so, um,
0: yeah. uh, and again, another thing to keep in mind, again, going back to the Flacco INTs. Jets have 14 uh, interceptions as, as a team this year. The Browns have 16. Simeon's last two games, he had one pick himself last week against Washington. He had two against Miami. I, I, I kind of like both these bets. I like to. I'm gonna I'm gonna parlay Flacco INT and uh, Simeon INT at plus one fifteen. Maybe you can find higher than that. Also, you could parlay Flacco to throw an INT and the Browns still to win the game. That's around plus one thirty five or plus one forty. Because I think he's going to be good for again. Think about how many shots he's taken deep down the field. I don't think, I mean, if they can't run the ball tonight, that's probably going to continue. Why would it change? Because it's been so successful since they brought him in. You would think that's going to be the game plan. One of these passes, it'll be high percentage, it gets picked off. And the Browns can still shut down some in the offense and yeah. win the game, you know, 17-3, whatever. Yeah. Can you imagine the handle, though,
4: and the liability with the Ohio books? Oh, they, they're, I mean... I mean, our, our guy Domino in Poland and our friends in Youngstown. I mean, can you imagine... Or it's all, it's nothing but, and it opened four and a half up to seven and a half, but all the same game parlays and give me Flacco over, Cooper over and Joko over. Give me the teasers, everything, Brown's on every single ticket. Well, Ohio. Maybe maybe they press too. I mean, what did he say? They haven't clinched a a game at home since 2002, a playoff spot, whatever it is. Yeah. They made the playoffs once since 2003. Oh, so they're,
0: my guess is they're feeling pretty good already at 8.20 a.m. Eastern time. Oh, they're already tailgating. Yeah, so you, you imagine at Ohio Sportsbooks. Who's, who's betting the Jets tonight, right? Uh, none. The public certainly won't be. It's going to be all Browns money. You So you maybe even like lay nine and a half on an alt number or maybe 13 and a half. Imagine they cover that. Imagine Flacco throws like three INTs and goes, or three touchdowns with like 300 yards. And then you have these guys pop at any time touchdowns. Yeah. So it's going to be like last night, you pointed this out earlier, the the Bridges stuff for the Nets News got out. They were going to play him to keep his streak alive and then yank him. And that's exactly what they did. And the same game, parlays came in like crazy. Yeah, it was a mini Draymond Green.
4: You're right. He got 12 minutes instead of 30 seconds. So, uh, but that, you know, maybe it, if Flacco turns it over and maybe they press too much, lose a, lose a low scoring game. But look at the last two months of the NFL season. Expect the unexpected, right? Right. Uh, but this uh, it has all the makings here where just Simeon needs a diaper and it doesn't go well. And they shut down Hall and Simeon can't get anything going. The other thing, how about, how about Garrett Wilson? Now his prop is 51.5 receiving yards. This is nothing short of miraculous what he's done. For this guy to have almost 1,000 yards, and he's going to get 1,000 yards, for this guy to have 950 yards and 90 catches with the crap he's had at quarterback all year. I, just, I said it before the season; he was going to have 1,700 yards and 12, 13 touchdowns with Rodgers and all these catches. Everything was in play because of the rapport they had and how talented he is. And the guy's still going to have a thousand yards with this Wilson, Boyle, Simeon garbage yeah. that they've trotted out there. So I mean, this just—they are so good at home defensively. Shut down Burrow. Allowed three to Tennessee. The Niners scored 17. They shut out Arizona. Pittsburgh got 10. 17 against the Bears, there was a defensive touchdown. You you don't get any, unless they turn it over in their own territory, I don't think the Jets are going to get much.
0: Do you think Wilson goes over 52 and a half tonight? I mean, it's that low for a reason. I think he'll get that. I think so? Yeah. The the, the Browns defense, they are number one DVOA against wide receiver number ones, but they do allow 58.4 yards per game to that position. They're also like elite everywhere else. Um, they are number two against wide receiver number twos. They're first against tight ends. And they are seventh overall against running backs in the air. They're also number one against the rush. So, Brees Hall, he went crazy last week for fantasy owners. It's a minor miracle, I think, if he goes. It could happen. It's the NFL, like yeah. you just said. But yeah. uh, this Browns defense, the matchup here, it's a really bad one for Brees Hall tonight.
4: I, gotta take, I have to take the alt yards with Flacco. I have to. Oh, like, are in you going to go three, or are you going to yeah. go like two seventy five? Go two eighty. Start at the two seventy five range. Now, they, and we talked about it earlier, they haven't allowed three hundred yard passer in thirty three games. He here's his attempts. Easy, okay? easy, cowboy. No, but yeah, go ahead. His attempts: 42, 44, 45, 44. He's going to throw it forty times. He can't. He gets Cooper on a couple deep balls, and Joku on a,
0: on some yak. He can't get to two eighty. He's going to throw it 40 times tonight. By my math, one one quarterback has gotten to 280 this year on that team. On the Jets. That was Jalen Hurts, and he threw three INTs in the game. He had 280. Yep. Josh Allen, second game, he had 275. D- Dak had by far and away the best uh, game by any quarterback against the Jets defense this year. He was great. He was 31-38 for 255 and two touchdowns. They ran the ball because they were up so big in the game. I'm but, taking a shot. Okay, I get it. That's I say it,
4: just but I'm also I'm getting I'm getting five to one though. That's the other thing. I'm getting five to one. I'm getting four to one here. I mean, I'm not I'm not asking for four hundred yards. I'm asking
0: for two eighty five. And actually, Paul, you know what? I'll throw so, some of these games out too. Like the to a second game, he threw for two twenty four, but that was a route and they never. It was over. Right. It was over with early. And I got to be honest. Who do you have more faith in right now as a quarterback throwing the ball and putting up stats? Joe Flacco or Patrick Mahomes? Joe Flacco. It's Joe Flacco with a bullet. Yeah,
4: guys are open. No, but, not, no one's open in Kansas City. No, no, nobody. They is. also can't protect them. How about what? How about what Tony said? What if they win out? They win twelve games. I'll give them. I'll, I'll give two hundred and seventy yards passing tonight, and I'll give them two eighty next week. Who's comeback player of the year? Uh, he's got a great case. Yeah, I know he only but,
0: play six games, but this is where you need to handicap the voters, which is very difficult to do. And I'll go back to Peter King preseason when he said Hamlin takes one snap, it's over. So I I don't know how the voters are going to think about that. I really don't. I know. But if they're going to give it to somebody not named DeMar Hamlin, this guy's got an incredible case right now. How, how do you, I mean, the guy he got sure. direct TV to watch football this year from his couch. Yeah, he was trying out for NFL analyst jobs, network jobs. Yeah. Now get out of here. No. Nope. What
4: what a gift that turned out to be. Save their season. Yep.
0: Up next, professional sports better Brad Power is going to join the show. We are down to 14 bowl games. We'll get his final uh, thoughts on all of them coming up next on Follow the Money. It's VEASAN, D Sports Betting Network.
4: Looking to bet smarter? VEASAN has the perfect holiday gift for you. Sign up for our holiday special today. Get VEASAN Pro Access. Everything we do through May 1st for only $79. Daily best bets, betting splits, 24-7 video. The betting guides and the best bets for all the bolds. Super Bowl, March Madness, limited time holiday offer. vison.com slash subscribe. Take the holiday special now. vison.com slash subscribe.
0: We love talking to our next guest every week. Brad Powers joins the program now. Professional sports better. You can follow him on X at Brad Power7. And his website is BradPowersports.com. Uh, Brad, happy holidays. Um, how are you today?
5: Uh doing all right. Uh I, you know, I do a lot of shows, and I mentioned a few times. I, I've been under the weather se- seriously the last few days, but uh feeling a little bit better this morning. Good to talk to you guys. Uh feeling a lot better uh because I had a good betting day finally for a change this bull season yesterday. So two thumbs up.
0: So finally, all the work that you put into this, relentlessly on the clock, tracking this stuff and getting ahead of maybe some of the best numbers. We saw the USC number crash yesterday, the Oklahoma State game. I mean, what that flip? I mean, eight and a half points, whatever it was. So good to see all that work finally pay off and that those numbers come in for you.
5: Yeah, that one, Virginia Tech, you know, yeah, laying under one. a touchdown, the line closes 13, that comes through, although you, you had to, you know, some of them are late numbers for, for, for clients and whatnot, you, you had to, you know, sweat a little bit of that, but uh, yeah, I, that, look, I mean, obviously these bowl games, <laughs> they're unique, uh, they're, they're more <laughs> of a, a preview to 24 than they are, uh, you know, a final chapter of the 23 season, but, uh, you know, with all the opt-outs and transfer portal news and coaching uh, carousel news. You would hope to get out in front of some big line moves and then you'd hope to cash some of these tickets with the six, seven, eight points of CLV. I'll be honest with you, coming into to yesterday, I wasn't the only one because let's just say you had a crystal ball and you're, ah, you know, there's so much uncertainty in bowl season. I, I had the crystal ball. I know what games are going to move the most as far as the line moves. I'm only going to play the line moves that move three or more points from circus openers. Uh, we'll use that as the, the, mm-hmm. as the starting off point. Coming into yesterday, if you'd have bet the biggest line moves in bowl season, you'd have went five and 11. So uh, yesterday you had a winning day for the first time this bowl season. So uh, hopefully that's a sign of things to come. But, uh, you know, typically, because I've been tracking these for for four years, 2,000 game sample size, if you had that crystal ball and you're betting lines at sides and totals that move three or more points, you're hitting 60%. Five and 11 heading into yesterday, what wasn't – wasn't fun stuff, I'll put it that way. Yeah,
0: no kidding. Well, any predictions over uh, the next let's go Thursday and Friday games on game day where one of these, you know, matchups could move three or four points, maybe a couple hours before kickoff?
5: Well, I will say that's still surprising me some of these line moves that continue to move on game day even though they've already been steamed significantly. Uh today I wouldn't be a bit surprised Rutgers closes 3. Uh I don't know if you're going to get a lot of resistance on the Miami side of things. It's been one way action throughout bowl season. Rutgers opened as high as what? Six, six and a half. I have that ticket in pocket. Let's hope that cashes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but did yeah, that one could close three, um, uh, NC state, Kansas state. I wouldn't be surprised that one closes pick can both teams have a lot in the transfer portal and whatnot. Kansas state has several starters. Uh, so that, that, that's one that can move a little bit, uh, We'll see with Ohio State. That's one that's been on the move. Does that continue to move right back to where we started? Ohio State favored by you know six, six and a half. If everybody's going to play, I, I wouldn't be a bit surprised that that's the case there.
4: Does Georgia get to 21?
5: Yeah, I think I think so. I mean, who wants to bet Florida State without uh, pretty much everybody? Georgia's got pretty much everybody. Looks like all hands on deck. I, I don't. The, the big thing is you don't see a pathway to success for Florida State's offense. You just don't with a third-string quarterback. Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, Florida State team total under makes a lot of sense. I know that market opens up as you get closer to the kickoff as far as availability. Uh, I bet under. I'm not a part. That's one that I'm not a part of the Georgia team.
4: Okay. So with what you just said moving forward, and it's more of a what 2024 is going to look like, are you going to proceed with caution? Are you going to wait? To bet, are you gonna bet late? What are you gonna do moving forward with these bulls?
5: Great question. Uh I am gonna I've decided I'm gonna be a little bit more conservative, mainly more with the G five stuff. But and people are gonna be asked, Well, you should have more, you know, when it comes to G five and uncertainty, you should have a bigger edge. I mean, I didn't this year. I mean, I, I was caught by surprise by a lot of the opt-outs in the quarterback position. Didn't have the Boise State quarterback hitting the portal after, you know, he just won the Mountain West Championship game and played <laughs> yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, the Mac quarterbacks, I, I didn't have hitting the portal. So that, that stuff, I'll probably be a little bit more cautious. Obviously, I'm going to bet the playoffs. I mean, that that helps, you know, several games as far as the bowl games go, an expanded playoff. So I'm going to be aggressive there because there won't be as much uncertainty. Uh, the other ones, you know, the, the, the games that I'll still attack is, you know, anybody with a clue shouldn't have been surprised that Drake made him play for North Carolina. I'll still attack those types mm. of games.
4: Okay, very good. Let's go to Fenway. Today we start with SMU and Boston College. SMU up to eleven. What do you think? You, you're, you're, this team made you some money this year.
5: Yeah, they have. I'm not uh, wild about laying eleven uh, outdoors in a baseball park. Speaking of outdoors, looks like the weather's not going to be good. Uh, woo, who would have thought that late, uh, you know, December, <laughs> yeah. you know, outside in a baseball game? So under for me. I got in front of it. It's a huge line move. It's moved like six points, uh, but I would still lean that way. And when you got suppressed scoring, obviously, and I don't think the market ever does this. When you got a big favorite and you got suppressed scoring, you don't always see the side correlate with the the, the total coming down. So um, I, I would lean BC plus eleven under forty seven and a half.
0: Yeah, you've made the case a couple of times, I think, on this show for Oklahoma when it was uh, at least three, right? When they were catching at least three. Did it ever get above three? Now that I'm thinking about it,
5: no. Okay, it didn't. well. You know what, it did for like a day, okay. but we're talking it was like two and a half weeks ago.
0: So uh, you made the case for the Sooners at that number then. Uh, then the game took some under money. I think it was yesterday, now sitting at 59 and a half. Were you a part of that?
5: Uh, I am a okay. part of that. So I have 64 and a half. <laughs> I, you would hope the portfolio ends up at least on the positive side with all these four, five, six, seven point moves. Would I play it now? No. I'd be more in the lean Oklahoma situation. Might as well, hell, I mean, money line underdog here, Oklahoma, for me. I think they win the game.
4: How about NC State, K-State?
5: Another money line underdog for me on NC State. Uh, obviously, missed some of the better numbers as far as taking NC State above a field goal. But again, I think they win the game. It's important for them. This is a program that's only one, had one, one 10-win season. That's back when Phillip Rivers was their quarterback. They, If you remember... They had an opportunity two years ago to win 10 games in a bowl game. UCLA canceled the bowl game, what, a few hours before kickoff? Oh, that's right. They were pissed about that. I think they they, they try to get their revenge here. Against a very short-handed Kansas State team that has several starters out, including their quarterback.
4: All right, very good. Friday, start with the Gator Bowl. Clemson against Kentucky. We've seen some un- under money. What do you think of uh, Dabo's squad here?
5: I lean with Kentucky at, at open. It, it opened as high as nine. I I wanted to play back a little Clemson. It, it I mean, it got as low as three and a half the other day. I was thinking, hey, is this going to touch three? That would have been a major buy price for me uh, on Clemson. At five, it's kind of a dead number. So I'm just going to pass right now at the current numbers there.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. You're a Notre Dame fan. They're laying uh, six and a half against Oregon State. Total is uh, 41 and a half. What do you want, aside from any bets that you might have, what do you want to see happen with this team, maybe in the bowl game and then moving forward for next year?
5: Well, I'll start with the betting. I mean, obviously, I took Oregon State and under. Uh, but I mean, both teams are. I mean, this is the Opt-Out Bowl. We're we're talking twenty-three starters combined between between the two teams. Tough to really get a read now. I know a lot of people are still going to lean with Oregon State with so much uncertainty. I do follow Notre Dame. I will say this: as far as their depth, you know, we're talking obviously you got your starters one through twenty-two. I'll tell you that twenty-two through forty-four, as far as talent. Experience for Notre Dame is probably the best they've had in 30 years. So I'm never really pro Notre Dame. I'm just always sky is falling, chicken little crowd. Uh, I wouldn't be a bit surprised they cover this one. So I I would lean Notre Dame at the current numbers. Just the feeling from watching the practice reports and getting a feel for them down at the Sun Bowl. I'll say this, nobody's reported this. Oregon State only has three coaches, uh, (laughs) regular full-time coaches. Everybody else is GAs an analyst that they've had to hire full time to prep the team. I mean, that that's a skeleton crew against what I perceive to be a good Notre Dame coaching staff. And speaking of that, for the first time in a long time, I actually feel positive about Notre Dame, the hire of Brock paying him, making the highest paid OC looks like they're going to try to make Al golden, the highest paid DC. Finally, Notre Dame spending money on the football program that made the university. Otherwise it'd just be a nothing on the map. And in Northern Indiana, so I, I'm actually very happy with <laughs> Notre Dame football right now.
4: All right, excellent. There you go. Uh, Forty seconds. How about the Liberty Bowl in Memphis and Ohio State laying? Uh, I mean Iowa State laying eleven.
5: I can't get there now. I mean, oof, that's another one. It's moved five, six points now from from a, as low as five and a half. Uh, I mean, obviously, I understand the move. Iowa State, even though it's played in Memphis's home stadium, will have more fans. Let's go ahead. I'm going to go uh, over. I'll check the weather, but I'm going to go over the total. It's as low as 57 in some spots right now.
0: Let's right, so follow the money here on VSIN the Sports Betting Network, professional sports better Brad Powers. Our guest we will continue with one more segment with Brad, and we'll get into the uh, playoff games that we have on New Year's Day on Monday. His final thoughts here, well, for us anyway, on the Thursday before the games on Alabama, Michigan and Texas, Washington next here on v
4: Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets from every host and guest. Unlimited access to the VEASAN.com slash picks page. Sort by sport, matchup, date, and more. Check the leaderboard to view betting records, profit, ROI, and who has the hot hand. Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, dog videos. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Nine ninety nine. dollars 99 slash subscribe.
0: As we continue here talking college football, professional sports better Brad Powers joins the program. Follow him on X at Brad Power 7 His website, again, is bradpowersports.com. We'll hit uh, the remaining bowl games, but we want to get into the playoff games first here on Monday, New Year's Day. The Rose Bowl is the first one, 2 o'clock Pacific time. Michigan, uh, 1.5, total 44.5 in that range. I know we've brought this up to you before. Always a new audience, though, here, maybe especially during the holidays. Overall, and having like three weeks to think about it here, um, which side do you like, Brad?
5: Yeah. I mean, you've heard me all day. If you caught the last segment, all oh, the lines move too much lean this lean that I'll give you a best bet. Best bet for me is Alabama. I mean, obviously the line hasn't moved too much. Uh, there'll be a battle. I, and I'm probably on the square side of things here because it just seems too easy. But uh, let, let's look at number of five-star recruits on the roster, Alabama, 18, Michigan, two, Uh number of top 100 recruits on the roster, Alabama, 47, Michigan, 10. And I got a plus sign next to Alabama. Speaking of the plus sign, this is the first time Alabama has been an underdog against anybody not named Georgia since 2009. <laughs> and in the four games they were an underdog in that time period against Georgia, they won three of them outright. And let's talk about postseason. Uh, you know, and the, the start, the the differences between Harbaugh and Saban. Harbaugh's 0 six his last six bowl games has lost them or failed to cover them by an average of 16 points per game. 16 points per game. 0 oh, 6 against the number 0 oh, 4 0 uh, oh, 6 uh, straight up losing by 14 points per game Saban, when you give him extra time to prep. I'm, I exclude the title game because that's only what eight days. I'm talking about a month between the semi uh, between the end of the regular season and the semifinals or just a regular bowl game. He's won eight in a row by 21 points per game Whoa, and he's man. covered them on average by 10 points per game. He's got a couple of nine covers there. He's six and two. But still, even when you factor those in, he's still covering them, exceeding expectations by 10 points per game. Then you talk about, them, forget all the trend lines and all that stuff. I, Michigan hasn't seen our quarterback like Jalen Millrell. No. Just haven't seen a talent like that. Speaking of that, Michigan hasn't played hard. I mean, the first eight games of the season, Michigan didn't play anybody. Yeah. And it just so happens, the final four games, when they stepped up in class, and you could say, you look at the power rankings and look at who they played, and it was the four best teams they played all season – Michigan's offense averaged 282 yards per game. That would rank number 129 in the country uh, if you put that out full season. So I'm not buying the Michigan offense. uh, Then Alabama strength of schedule, number one. So I know what I'm getting from Alabama. They played teams all year. So Alabama for me, best bet.
0: Oh, that's an awesome breakdown. Have you gotten creative at all? Are you going to do like maybe Alabama team total over? uh, Are you playing any else? Are you going to lay like seven points with Alabama or anything like that?
5: Yeah, uh, Alabama... Uh, I mean, I probably won't go wild with the total being low as far as, you know, laying more than, you know, 13 and a half ish, probably as high as I'd be willing to go there. Uh, Alabama team total, I, I will try to go in pocket there. Michigan team total under, because I just, uh, that, that's more, m- more of my handicap is I don't see Michigan's offense pathway to success. I, I don't see their wide receivers getting separation. So, uh, I, yeah, I'll be involved in all that.
4: How about the other semi, the Sugar Bowl? And are you also hearing maybe 80 20 even more in support of Texas fans buying up all the tickets and making the the short travel compared to Washington fans
5: yeah I am hearing that uh but I'm also hearing that Washington's going to get money in the marketplace so if you're if you want to bet Washington I'm not sure you're going to get a better number than four to be honest with you I I think it's going to come down so obviously if you want to bet Washington do it now if you want to bet Texas wait a little bit I think you're gonna get a better number on the horns Another one where I'm probably on the square side of things, I just prefer Texas. I, I just, I like them up front more than Washington. And I just go back to the fact that, okay, people are now more, the people that I respect and the circles I run in are now wanting to bet Washington. I don't get it. They, I mean, just the, the game, the one game ago, everybody was telling me, you know, it was anti-Washington. There was a big reason why they were a 10-point underdog against Oregon. So what's changed? I mean, yeah, they played their best game of the season, but this is still a Washington team that's won nine straight games by ten points or less. I, I, I think they're going to get exposed here. Texas off their back-to-back best two games offensively of the season. Sark's been there, done that as far as being in these big playoff games, not necessarily as a coach, but as a coordinator and whatnot. Texas for me.
4: Okay, how about the Peach Bowl? Old Miss and Penn State.
5: Well, I'll say generally speaking, I'm glad that a lot of guys haven't opted out of this game, so, so to speak. I think the winner is going to be preseason top five, so it, it'll be interesting in that aspect. I bet Penn State, and I bet the over. I'd prefer the over now uh, more at the current numbers.
4: Uh, Auburn opened two up to seven. What do you want to do, Auburn-Maryland?
5: Uh, I bet Auburn uh, and the over at the current number is over for me. Okay,
4: And you love Wyoming? They're now three-and-a-half-point favorite?
5: Yeah, I, I don't, you know, uh, Toledo starting quarterbacks out. Now Penny Boone, their outstanding running back, just hit the portal in the last day or two. Uh, their best offensive lineman's out. And then just, let's keep it simple, handicapping one-on-one. Final game for Craig Bull. I, he's well-liked by yep. the players. In his final game, I think I'm going to get an A effort out of Wyoming. And I'll also, people aren't going to think about this, they'll have a significant crowd edge too in this bowl game.
4: And you got your wish in the LSU game, right? No Daniels, you wanted to lay it with LSU?
5: Yeah. I and uh, you know, am I running to lay ten now? No, when it would get dropped as low as seven. Uh yeah, I mean I still lean that way at ten, but man, uh the, you know, the 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 up until even yesterday you could have laid nine and a half. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I and I also think another thing, oh LSU lost their coordinator, and I like my Dan Brock, I'm very happy to get him as a Notre Dame fan, but I also think Brian Kelly will kind of have an axe to grind, losing a guy like that, and he's going to have two uh, two young offense coordinators coordinating the game. I think they'll be pretty aggressive here, so LSU okay. for me.
4: And the appetizers Monday, Fiesta Bowl, you make Oregon 20 against Liberty?
5: Yeah, I bet Oregon. I wasn't afraid. I know they might not be that motivated, but Bo Nix is playing, and, and such disparity as far as strength of schedule here. Oregon and over.
4: And we're down to 6 With Tennessee, 35 in the Citrus against Iowa, no Milton, and it's going to be a freshman quarterback for Tennessee.
5: I'm not a big Joe Milton guy. I think Nico's obviously very talented. It's not ideal going up against this Iowa defense in your first start, but Iowa's no good, folks. They played two teams this year uh, with a pulse. Michigan and Penn State (laughs) lost 57 to nothing. I mean, Tennessee is not Michigan. They're not Penn State, but they are better than the Big Ten West. That Iowa somehow won games against this year. Tennessee under a touchdown for me.
0: It almost looks funny now, looking at an Iowa total of thirty-six. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it is Tennessee. They can put points on the board, and I mean, what will what will Iowa's offense do in the bowl game for the final, you know, for their twenty twenty three finale?
5: Uh, two words: not much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't see it. Do you see it? I mean, no, I think it's got a couple of. They got some opt-outs in the secondary. They won't be able to take advantage of it. I mean, they got a uh, – the only way – pathway to success for Iowa's offense is via turnovers by their defense. Other than that, I, I don't see a pathway. I'd be stunned that they, they're scoring more than 14 here.
4: Did they tell Ferentz to kick rocks, or is he still going to – he's still going to last game for him? right?
5: I think he's still going to coach. Okay.
4: Now, why wouldn't you just try everything? Like like you should have done in the Michigan game. Try trick plays, fake stuff. I mean, you're fired. What,
5: what the hell's the difference? Agree. I you would like to, if you got an Iowa ticket, you'd like to see that.
0: Yeah. Why not? By the way, if you if you're right on both the playoff games, I don't mm-hmm. well, I don't think college football can go wrong with any of the potential national title game matchups. Yeah, I, I think they're that. all sexy teams. Yeah. But you, you, you how Texas, Alabama, if that's the title game in a rematch in Texas. Oh, my God. How, how, that's that's one of the biggest of all time.
5: Yeah, it'll be the highest rated uh, yeah. college football uh, playoff game since the first one, uh, the Ohio State-Oregon game. And that was mainly due to the fact, oh, that people thought it was something different. But the, yeah, that'll be the most watched game since then.
0: Yeah, awesome stuff as always. Thanks for the time. We know that you're a little uh, under the weather. Uh, hope everything corrects there. And also good to have you back on the the winning side yesterday with a good day. And hopefully all this other stuff comes through as well. Happy New Year, Brad. Thanks so much for the time.
5: All right, happy New Year, guys. Take care.
0: Yeah, thank you. If you're just tuning in, You need to go back later on uh, this morning when it's posted, the Follow the Money podcast, wherever you get your podcast, uh, and listen to Brad's breakdown in Alabama and in Michigan just now. I loved Alabama already, and I've bet them several times. I'm going to keep adding more.
4: That is going to be a fantastic watch.
0: Big reason why we couldn't
4: get an expanded playoff, the Rose Bowl, holding college football hostage. But you'll you'll see it uh, New Year's Day with the 2 o'clock start and then the sun sets third quarter, and uh, the pageantry and the pomp and circumstance in Alabama and Michigan, it will be great. And then what, we have hell of a nightcap, too. Yeah,
0: I'm sure. What that's going to look like with the uh, Crimson Tide fans, the Michigan fans taking up you know, 50-50, probably, in that stadium. The drone shots that we're going to get. Yep. It's going to be a phenomenal watch for a good three hours, there's no question. So, let's uh, follow the money here on V-CIN, v The Sports Betting Network. Up next, Mike Palm is the VP of Circa Resort and Casino. He's going to join us in studio. Circus Survivor is down to four. The value of each entry is now two point three million dollars plus. Uh, do we have a chop? We'll get into it with Mike coming up next here and follow the money. It's Visa, and the sports betting network.